0: Hello and welcome to the Filmmaking Stuff podcast, where you'll get insider tactics on how to make, market and sell your movie without the middleman. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host, LA-based motion picture executive Jason Brewbaker. Hey filmmakers, today I want to talk to you about an epidemic that I've seen in independent film for gosh, about as long as I've been in this industry. And this epidemic is what I call filmmaker fatigue. Filmmaker fatigue, and what the heck is filmmaker fatigue? Well, let me take a step back and talk about the entire filmmaking process, and I think by the end of it, filmmaker fatigue, or the idea of filmmaker fatigue, is gonna seem pretty obvious to you. So think about what it takes to make a motion picture. Think about what it takes to make a feature film. You gotta call a lot of favors, you gotta call a lot of resources together, you gotta put a lot of pieces together, you gotta make sure your I's are dotted and your T's are crossed, and through the process, it might take you months or even years to get the screenplay to raise the money, to get the cast and crew, to get the locations, to go out and actually produce your product. And then when you're done producing your product, you gotta take it into the edit suite, you gotta cut the whole thing together, and at the end of that, you gotta have all these different screening um, parties and get all sorts of feedback, some of it useful, some of it not so useful, uh, from everywhere, from industry executives to, you know, your, 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 uh, your filmmaker enthusiast uncle, you know what I mean? Everybody seems to have an opinion on how your film could and should be better. And then by the end of that, now you got this film, you're pretty darn tired, but you know that, you know, in order to get the film into the world, you're going to have to find distribution. And usually for most filmmakers, that means that you're going to go out on the quote festival circuit. And you're going to go out in all these various film festivals and you're going to travel around and some of them might offer free beer and some of them might actually give you an award for your hard work. And that feels pretty darn good. And through this process, you're gonna get a bunch of phone calls from acquisitions executives and distributors, and if this is your first time ever experiencing this, you're gonna feel like Hollywood is knocking and you're the toast of the town. As a side note, what you don't know, and I work in film distribution so I can speak to this, as a film distributor, we're calling everybody. I mean, that's just how it works. Everybody's calling everybody because they're looking for content, so um, you know, not not to take the wind out of your sails, but just know that that's part of their job. They're looking for stuff that they can potentially sell and make money off of. Of. Okay, but all that aside, so you take all these phone calls, you're in the festivals, you may win some awards, you may not. And by the end of it, you're darn tired. And you were waiting for that multi-million dollar check from that from the movie studio. You were waiting to have that experience that Kevin Smith and Robert Rodriguez had. You just wanted Hollywood to come out and, and just shake your hand and give you a whole bunch of money and a three-picture deal so that you can you know feel as though all of this work was worthwhile. And you know, for some filmmakers that actually happens, and I sincerely hope that happens to you, but if it doesn't happen to you, then you gotta have a plan B. And I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you from working in film distribution, from working with literally hundreds of filmmakers, not everybody starts out with a plan B. Because why would you? The plan B's not necessarily driving you, the plan B's not necessarily sexy. You know, you want the fame, the glory, all that wonderful stuff. But here's the thing, if that doesn't happen for you, film distributors start to smell that. They start to smell des- desperation. And all those calls from film film um, distributors that you formerly ignored because they didn't seem like a very good deal at all to you, you know, where they want to take all rights, you know, they want to take worldwide rights, they don't want to give you any sort of minimum guarantee or pay you any money, you know but they, they, they tout the fact that they've been in the business for 25 years and you should do business with them because everybody knows who they are and therefore if you do business with them even though they're not paying you, well, it's just good business practice for you. And this is where if I had a record player, uh, I would take the needle and I would screech it. I'd be like, you know, screech the record, stop the record, stop the presses. Uh, here's the thing, you know, we released our first film back in 2006 and back then, the exact same sort of thought process happened. I mean, we had to go through everything that I just talked with you about, but it was it was even tougher back then because we didn't have all the digital marketplaces to release our film. So our options were very limited. We either took the crappy deal or we went back to our day jobs, right? And nobody wants to do that. Um, but there was this stupid rumor that just went around that said, hey, this is your first feature film, you're probably not gonna make any money, so the whole goal of your first feature film is to give it away to a distributor and not make any money because that relationship is more important than the money. I'm here to tell you that that's complete BS. Again, I've been working in film distribution for a really long time, and I honestly think that it's just a tactic, a rumor that some distributors somewhere started spreading around so that they could take advantage of fatigued filmmakers. So again, to kind of circle back to the, the overarching theme of today's conversation, what does it mean to be a fatigued filmmaker? Well I just listed a gazillion bullet points of all the things that you have to go through Uh, to get a film made and and hopefully seen and when it comes to selling the film by the end of this you're just so tired and beat up that you don't have any sort of energy to negotiate. You didn't think about that plan B so you happily and I don't mean you but what I see is a lot of filmmakers happily sign away crappy deals uh, you know in exchange for mere validation. They don't get any cash but at least they can say that so and so picked up their film oh and look there it is on iTunes. Okay, I get it, okay, you're tired, you don't wanna go out and, and hustle anymore, you don't. You wanna move on to your next project, you're probably arguing with your cast and your crew. I totally get it because I've been there. And I've also seen it happen with, with many, many filmmakers. But let me take a step, let me make an analogy for you. Can you imagine filmmaker fatigue in any other industry? Let's use real estate for example. Real estate always serves to be a really nice um, parallel, a really nice analogy for what you're doing in the film world. So instead of filmmaking, let's pretend that you and I are real estate investors and developers, and let's pretend that you and I go out and we decide that we're going to build a really nice 40-unit you know, apartment building with the whole goal to either rent it out or sell it, okay? And then we go through the process, very similar to filmmaking. We got to go out, we find investors, we raise the money. We get all sorts of um, different permissions from the local townships and towns and and cities and follow all these different ordinances to make sure that we're in compliance. Uh, we got to find the construction company, and then we got to produce this product. And this product is a 40 unit apartment building. So we get it done. And then something happens to the economy and everything's sort of gone a little bit haywire and all the deals that we thought we were going to get keep falling apart. And then somebody comes along. Somebody comes riding in on the the white horse and they say, you know what, I'm not going to be able to pay you any money. But I'll tell you this, if you work with me, uh, it's going to be great for you because Uh, because it's me and everybody knows me and I'll be able to put my name on your film. I'm sorry, I'm still trying to use the real estate analogy. I'll be able to put my name on your building. And and then you say, well, great. Well, what's in it for us? Well, not a whole lot because this is the first apartment building that you've ever built. So therefore, we're not going to pay you any money for your apartment building. But again, we might talk to you again sometime in the future if you ever decide to make another apartment building. Okay, again, the record is screeching. You know, the needle's going across the record. Because this makes no sense. This is ludicrous, right? If you were doing this in real estate, you would never give away your building for free. That's dumb. But yet, in motion pictures, you go through the exact same process to produce your product, and you're all too eager to give it up for free because you're tired, right? You're tired of the hustle, you didn't plan well enough. You didn't figure out how many units you were going to sell, and you never came up with a plan for moving that many units. And, and look, that's on you, but I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm here to tell you that it's not over. There's lots of aggregators out there. There are flat fee per service aggregators. You can get into all the popular marketplaces on your own without going through some sort of crappy distribution deal. Sure, does that mean you got to go out there and hustle? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what that means. But name any other business on earth where if you start it from inception and bring it the whole way through to fruition, that you don't have to go out and hustle. And this is what I don't get about the motion picture industry because I can't think of any other industry on earth where you spend so much time, effort, and money to make a product only to give it away for free. So anyway, I know this is a little bit more blunt, maybe, than some of the other stuff that I've shared with you, but I want you, you know, if you already have a film uh, that's produced and you're ready to sell it, I want you to take a minute, take a long vacation, get some energy back, and get ready for the hustle, you know? And if you're still working on your next project, either you're in development, you're writing your screenplay, you're raising the money, et cetera, I want you to really take some time to do your homework. I want you to have that plan B. How many units do you need to sell in order to break even? How, ma- how are you gonna go about selling those units? Do that homework because that's going to help you negotiate better if you do want to, if you do want to take a traditional distribution deal. And then you'll have the, the, the ability to say in a negotiation, that's great, Mr. Distributor, but see, here's the thing. I don't necessarily need you because I know how many units I need to sell and I know exactly how I'm going to go about doing that. So let me ask you this, Mr. Distributor, what can you do over and above the stuff that I can do on my own? and then watch them stammer, watch them come up with some sort of value that they're gonna to add to your project that only they can do. Then you're talking, then you're negotiating, then you're in business, then you have power. But if you don't do your homework, if you just suffer um, through, the, through the whole process of, of making a film, and, and I use the word suffer, it's probably you know uh, me being overly dramatic, but you go through the process of making the film, and if you don't have a plan other than, gee, I sure hope a distributor comes out of the woodwork and offers me a really good deal, Ladies and gentlemen, you're setting yourself up for failure right from the start. Okay, so you know that's my talk for today. I, I kinda wanna also make an announcement, so it's hard to go from something so blunt and, and uh, sobering to something that's kind of exciting, but if you find yourself as an entrepreneurial filmmaker that you're stuck in any one aspect of the process, whether it be the screenwriting aspect, or the film funding aspect, or the producing aspect, or importantly, the distribution aspect, I have created, and and not just me, but I've collaborated with a few folks, and I'm happy and super excited to announce the creation of Filmmaking Stuff HQ. And so you can check out Filmmaking Stuff HQ. What the heck is it? Well, HQ is an abbreviation for headquarters, and you can find out more about it at FilmmakingStuffHQ.com. Ultimately, this is the professional hub for those of you who consider yourselves to be entrepreneurial filmmakers. In this, you'll find all the training and coaching um, that I think is premium. Uh, one of the requirements that I have for all of my co-authors and producers that come in and create courses is they actually have to be working. They actually have to do in real life, what they're teaching, right? So it's not one of these things where you're just hearing from a bunch of people that are speaking theoretically. You're hearing from people that are in the trenches that are working it. So check out all the different product offerings over at filmmakingstuffhq.com. Open up another tab, go to filmmakingstuffhq.com. And if you have already invested in some of the training in the past, you're going to be happy to know that it is now housed in FilmmakingStuffHQ.com, and you probably already have a username and a password waiting for you. Uh, You would just log in. So anyway, check out FilmmakingStuffHQ.com, and as always, I am Jason Brubaker, and take – gosh, I kind of messed that up, but I I should say, as always, take action and make your movie now. And then I say, I'm Jason Brubaker. Any questions, uh, reach out to me, Jason at FilmmakingStuff, and I will see you